1041 and a good Tuesday morning. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Reed. Streaming live, KSGF.com on the KSGF app over Facebook Live. That's 1041 Nick Reed. That video feed is sponsored by the good people at Springfield Raps. They also designed the KSGF studio. In fact, we had somebody from uh, one of the other studios, Power 96. <laughs> and they were in the, the studio, and, and she goes, why can't we get countertops like this? And I said, these are like yours, but Springfield Raps just wrapped them. And she's like, you're kidding. I said, no. We just look rich in here. Look rich, rich in here. Well, Donald Trump. Is going to be the dictator. According to this is the, the, the theme is coming back. We've got these these recycled themes. And Donald Trump, if reelected, well, that's just going to be the end of the country. Elections will be canceled. <laughs> now, why Trump didn't do this in the first place? I don't know. I mean, why would a dictator go through everything that he's going through? Have you ever seen a dictator go through that? I mean, th- this is a guy you just, you, you you rip everything away, all the rhetoric away from it. Well, but he tried to overthrow the government. Did he? Did he do that? You realize everything that they, even that they accuse him of, well, he tried to get Mike Pence to send those electors back to the state. You know why that's the route he took? The approach that was taken by the Trump team because they felt, legally speaking, that was the recourse available to them. Dictators don't do that. Dictators don't surround themselves with experts and have those experts figure out how they can legally challenge things. That's not how dictators work. Dictators... Just throw political opposition in prison. Dictators go outside their jurisdiction to charge political opposition. Dictators use the tools at their disposal to interfere in elections, like cover up for corruption, or falsely submit evidence to courts to spy on political opposition. These are not things Donald Trump did. The biggest crime that they can lay upon Donald Trump in the context of him being a dictator is that he told his supporters who were already planning on heading to the Capitol to be peaceful while they were there. Oh, yes, he told them, fight for your rights, have your voices heard, but be sure to be peaceful. That is the most actual evidence they have been able to provide against this great dictator. He did not use these divisions of government to go after his political opposition. In fact, he was the target of those things. Is that what a dictator has to deal with? As we have found with the left, they take terminology and completely redefine it. We are accustomed to the dishonest left in this country falsely accusing opposition of doing what it is that they themselves are doing, of course. 
But you think about just the absurdity. Oh, he also said vermin. That's their latest from last week that, that, that was making the rounds that he had referred to political opposition as vermin. Oh, well, clearly he's Hitler. Clearly. Because he name calls. Think about that for a moment. While the Democrat Party is currently trying to walk a fine line, not being too pro-Jewish, so as to not offend the sympathizers of terrorists who want them wiped off the map. We are supposed to believe that Trump is Hitler because he called people a name. Oh, yes. That's realistic, isn't it? While left-wing activists chase in instances Jewish students off campus, force Jewish students to barricade themselves in libraries or Jewish teachers to barricade themselves away out of fear for their lives. Vandalism, violence against law enforcement by left-wing activists supportive of the terrorist organization Hamas. The White House yesterday refused to condemn Congresswoman Jayapal, who said, well, sure, raping Jews is bad and all, but I mean, come on. We have to have a measured approach of outrage. I mean, is rape really that bad against? I mean, this was her position on Sunday, of course. Some people expressed outrage. The White House refuses to condemn it. But Donald Trump called some people a name. So clearly... The one that we all need to be concerned of, particularly the Jewish population, is Donald Trump. The man who literally had a town named after him in Israel because as president of the United States, he did more to advance peace for the country of Israel than any other president we've had. The evidence that they have against this guy that he's a dictator is that he called some people a name. And told supporters of his that were planning on making their way to the Capitol to do so peacefully. Yes. What a scary, scary man that one is. Springfield's Talk 1041. Let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. Shots fired Sunday evening outside Battlefield Mall, causing concern for some shoppers. Police say the shooting incident began when two teenagers tried to steal from shoppers in the parking lot. Once the victims drove away, the teen opened fire. Springfield police say no one was hurt and the suspects were arrested shortly after. The two suspects are being held at the Greene County Juvenile Detention Center. Springfield police are searching for a suspect after a man was shot at a gas station Monday morning. Officers were called out to Fast and Friendly, found a victim with a gunshot wound in the parking lot. The victim was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Anyone with any information about the incident can contact SPD. Branson Schools announcing they'll have more officers keeping students safe. Four new school protection officers are now at work on top of the four resource officers Branson Schools have on staff. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast Sponsored by Wolf Pack Cleaners from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine today, a high of 48, clear 26 tonight, and a bit warmer tomorrow with sunshine and a high of 52. Coming up, leftist media outlets all over the place. Going back to the Donald Trump is a dictator well, and he will 
Um, he, he, he will refuse to leave the presidency. Why he did the first time, it's just really weird for a dictator to do that. Um, and to only challenge the election through whatever legal means and constitutional means he felt that he had. Not ignoring the law. Not ignoring the Constitution, but having an attorney. That's what they were going to court for, see? Going to court. Making the case. Does that seem like what dictators do? It's very strange. my very favorite Christmas song. Oh, is it? It is. My absolute favorite. Love it. In fact, when I was putting lights on the tree, I listened to like eight different versions of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife and the girl child, they had gone into... What were they doing? They Oh, oh. Uh, the girl child was going through some of her clothes in her closet to donate, and she was bored doing it, and so she... Asked my, she goes, will you come in there and, you know, with me while I do it? And she's like, well, why? Why do you need help? And I was like, oh, she just wants you in there. So they go in there. And what happened was we were I was listening on um, the Alexa uh, to because uh, the girl child to put Christmas music on. So I switched. I was like, play Nat King Cole. And uh, it was all holy night. And I'm like, oh, play it by Kelly Clarkson. Play it by Carrie Underwood. Play it by Neil Diamond. <laughs> She's going through all the different <laughs> versions that I knew. And I don't know what it is about that song. It's my favorite. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. All right. Just thought I'd share that's, that that's with you. That's all I got to say yeah, about that, that. That's all that I've got to say about that. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Uh, th- this is a time of year where I really like our home. Uh, we... We move things around just a bit in order to accommodate a Christmas tree. We don't have a massive home, so uh, we got to do a little maneuvering. But it is, I wouldn't call it cramped. My wife does such a, a tremendous job that it makes it just cozy and everything seems to fit perfectly. And it is a time of year, I think, I just really, really like our house for us. But a lot of people this time of year find the opposite. Think we just don't have enough room for stuff. I'm tired of not having enough room for things. Or maybe we just have too much. We need to downsize. Whatever it is, if you're thinking about getting a new home, then my gift to you is Emily Johnson House Theory Realty. Well, I'm not giving her as a gift. It's my advice to you. And you can listen to or read the advice of so many others. You can go on social media. Look up reviews, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, and you'll find all the reasons why. And what I, one of the this is what uh, you would call a clue that it's really legit is that you find so many people, they don't just, oh, yeah, she's totally awesome. They give very detailed examples of their experience with Emily Johnson. And that's how you know that you are getting what you're told, right? So for all of your home buying, home selling needs or just advice, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Leftist media outlets like the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Atlantic, stoking fear about a second Trump administration. On Friday, the Washington Post editor at large, Robert Kagan, wrote an op-ed titled, A Trump Dictatorship is Increasingly Inevitable. We should stop pretending. (laughs) A Trump Dictatorship. Increasingly Inevitable. That was followed by a Monday excerpt labeled The Fear of a Looming Trump Dictatorship by a Sean Theroux in the Post's uh, Today's Worldview newsletter. Kagan wrote, in just a few years, we have gone from being relatively secure in our democracy. Did you know that? 
which is really weird because we were told Trump was going to be a dictator the first time. That he was a psychopathic dictator that was going to lead to World War III. Now, we've just had things have been just wonderful up until now. What, what, what did he just become a dictator? Quote, in just a few years, we've gone from being relatively secure in our democracy to being a few short steps and a matter of months away from the possibility of a dictatorship. Mm. But wouldn't that be democracy if he was voted in? I mean, we keep hearing from the left, democracy, 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 democracy. Isn't it funny? The very same people who tell us that... If Trump is elected president, that, you know, that we will not have democracy any longer. But they're they're telling us how it is that we're supposed to vote. We, we have no choice. In order to save democracy, uh, we evidently must dismiss democracy and just anoint Joe Biden. We just all fall in line together and not choose whom it is that we want, but who, whom it is that the Democrat Party tells us to choose. So essentially, kind of like a soft, suggested dictatorship from the left in this country so that we can avoid the mean, horrible dictatorship of Donald Trump, who wasn't somehow a dictator, of the, or maybe was it? Was he? It? I mean, this is a, a legitimate question for those who claim Trump is a dictator. Was he a dictator the first time around? Was he? Then why did he leave the presidency? Oh, these are, I can hear the White House. Well, we don't deal in hypotheticals. Oh, okay. On Monday, the New York Times, Charlie Savage, Jonathan Swan, and Maggie Haberman authored a piece. Why does it take three people to write? Really? They all think the exact same way. This is what kills me about these left-wing pieces, where you have three or four different people. They, they all, I, they're just, it's one group think. I suppose it's appropriate that you have this hive-minded mentality, and you just list, oh, well, it's pretty much anyone and everyone who works here, because we all think the same anyhow. They made a case that, quote, a second Trump presidency may be more radical than his first. What was radical about, I, I'm seriously? What was radical about Trump's first presidency? And I don't mean perceived radical rhetoric or, well, his tweets were me. I'm I'm talking about real life things. The fact that, what, you kept more of your own money, income tax cut, was that radical? The border becoming more secure, leveraging our relationship with Mexico in order to get Mexico's military to start securing the border. So that's, that's really well beyond anything that a wall did. That was the single greatest success that the Trump administration was actually working with others. Trump gets portrayed as this dictator that wouldn't listen to others, uh, was some sort of crazed isolationist. Yet what over, often gets overlooked when it comes to the border is the fact that he told these other countries. Guess what? You are going to start securing the borders. And if not, guess what? You're not going to get any more of our money. He told Mexico these factories that you are planning on uh, uh, you know, creating employment that are out of the United States down there. Guess, guess what? That's not going to happen any longer. Within 24 hours, 24 hours, the president of Mexico was on the phone to the White House saying, what do you need us to do? 
it really is, un- is unfortunate, particularly in the Republican primary, that there's so much focus on, well, Trump said Mexico would pay for the wall. They didn't pay for the wall. When it comes to what really made a difference, the wall was not it or the beginning of the wall. Not that one isn't needed. You certainly need that. But it was him telling Mexico and other um, countries in South America that if you don't begin securing your own borders, if you don't begin to stop those people from coming here, then we're going to cut off funds to you. But that was so mean. It worked. Is, is this the radicalism that we're talking about from Trump? Was it the peace in the Middle East? Which one of the Abraham Accord peace deals was so radical that we're worried that that will be an even, you know, you know a second Trump presidency will be even more radical than that? Which of those peace accords? Are we afraid that Kim Jong-un will become a full-blown hippie peacenik? If, if the suspension of nuclear ambitions, the halting of nuclear testing, the halting of intercontinental ballistic missile tests, if that was radical, what, what, what is he going to become some, North Korea is going to become the next Woodstock love fest? I mean, what's the radicalism that we continue to hear about? It's going to be even more radical than before. See, if you notice, and it's they're allowed to do this because it is an echo chamber. They throw out these charges. Oh, dictatorship, radical. They never list examples. They never say, oh, this is what Trump did that was so radical, and here's why it was radical, and these are the results. This is what Trump did as a dictator. These are all of the rights that human beings lost under Trump. This is all of the, 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 this is what Trump specifically did, and these were the results. You notice they don't list those things, or if they do, it turns out that generally it's not true. You know, I mean, they try to claim things, and even then it's just rhetoric. Well, he said that Nazis were nice people. Mm, No, that's not what he said. He said they were very fine people. No, no, that's not true. Even when it comes to name calling, they have to lie. Meanwhile, as I mentioned yesterday, the Democrats in Florida have just canceled the primary election. They're going to anoint Joe Biden, the winner of the primary election, despite the fact that there are some challengers there. You've got congressmen, you've got uh, for or you've got uh, Kennedy, you've got Miriam Williamson. I mean, there, there's a whole listing of Democrats that are running for president. And while, yes, arguably. As long as Joe Biden is walking around or shuffling around, he is going to win. It's pretty interesting to hear the media outlets spend all this time saying that Donald Trump is a dictator while totally ignoring the fact that the Democrats are canceling, at least in one case, the entire state of Florida's primary election. Just going to anoint Biden. Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about that yesterday in the White House. Hey, what, uh, 
Uh, what's the White House's response to, you know, given that your boss is the one that's being anointed here? I'll play the audio of her response coming up here. The American Transmissions talking text line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. <laughs> We are, as Americans, are recipients of the Democrat activists in media telling us that Joe Biden is the only choice, that anything else, that being Trump, uh, is, a, is a dictatorship and, and how frightening the idea of that is. And, and there have been some elected officials who die. He, 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 won't, he won't leave the White House. They'll just cancel elections. This won't have them. This could very well be the single last election we ever have in this country. Yet it's Democrats who have canceled the Democrat primary in Florida, claiming, well, Joe Biden's going to win. It's his anyway. So we're, we're just going to go ahead and award him all the delegates. Canceling an election. I mean, you and I, we know the implications of if Trump while running for re-election, while he was still president, if the Republicans just like, oh, we're just going to cancel the president, just go ahead and give it to it. We're going to forego that process. We would have heard the term dictatorship over and over and over again. The Democrats do it. Oh, it's perfectly fine. It's not worth noting. During uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about the cancellation of that Democrat primary election yesterday at the White House. So does the... Florida party then effectively canceling the Democratic primary also constitute voter suppression? I can't speak to that. Why not? You have to speak to the campaign or the DNC. Does the White House have any thoughts on, on I can't, those I can't, voters being? I, I can't speak to that. Is it because of the Hatch Act? Or? I just, this is, you're talking about a 2024 election. You're talking about a primary. I'm just not going to speak to that from here. Okay. What is that? Well, they can't really talk about democracy now. Uh, she, uh, um, the Fox News questioner there, Jackie uh, Heinrich, I think is her name. She actually positioned it from a different angle, and that's voter suppression, because we hear that as well. If not the canceling of elections, we have to fear it is what we've already seen, and that's Democrats, or I mean Republicans rather, voter suppression, voter suppression, voter suppression, vote. We hear it all the time. Republicans want to suppress votes. Here they just flat out freaking cancel the entire primary election for Democrats in Florida. The Democrats did that. Corrine Jean-Pierre, well, I mean, well, I'm just really, I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Isn't that convenient? Where are all of you Democrat activists? Where are the editorials across this country to talk about the dangerous precedent this is setting? You see why you can't trust the media? You see why it is that you have to recognize that when you're getting information, particularly if it's in the form of editorial, but on the national level, virtually all news is editorialized. You're getting it from people whose number one goal is to make sure that Trump isn't president, and right now that means Joe Biden is. You might, you, I, I mean, that, th- this, these are the people who are crafting the stories 
only in a media that is completely corrupted by politics can you have in unison a narrative of a challenger who currently is facing prison time because of the Department of Justice under the current president. That the, the one who is facing prison time being the one that is labeled a dictator. Meanwhile, the party of the president who's trying to put that guy in prison also is canceling primary elections, yet he's the one who's going to save democracy. And they can get away with that. What percentage of, I would not, not just casual Democrat voters, but, but active Democrat voters, do you think even know that the Democrats completely just canceled the primary election for Democrats in Florida? I suspect it's less than 1%. What percentage do you believe would rationalize and say it's okay once they're told? I'd say well over 50 because they're good, obedient little soldiers. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast. Sponsored by Sinclair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 48 today. Clear 26 tonight. Tomorrow's sunny with a high of 52. I'd mentioned a conversation that I had with Jeremy Toth, who owns Green County Garage Doors in that most of us don't realize that the the mechanisms, specifically the springs, they have a a um, a life on them, like three thousand ups and downs. And, I, and you think about how many times you open and close your garage. For many people, that is your front door. You don't go in and out of your front door. You go in and out of your garage, and you start thinking, well, three, four, five times a day. How long does it take to hit three thousand? And eventually, those things are going to go. Now, some have longer lives. 10,000, 5,000, it just it depends on the quality of the spring. Have you ever had yours checked? It's best to get ahead of those things so that you aren't in there when they snap, they break, you get locked into your garage, you 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 know, you just are in this hassle situation where you can't open and close it or you have to manually try to open and close it until you're able to get someone there. So I recommend, especially if you've never had an evaluation done, I think it's 85 bucks right now. And they'll lubricate things and tighten up things and let you know, hey, yo, you're looking really good. Or, yeah, these springs, you know, they're probably going to go. So, you know, maybe not for a long while, but they could be going pretty soon. And that way you at least know. Green County Garage Doors, KSGF.com under Nick's endorsements. The difference of the Democrat Party today versus generations past is quite profound in some ways. Some ways it's consistent, particularly when it comes to segregation, slavery, oppression. They consistently put people in boxes, whether it is slavery or segregation or internment camps for the Japanese, FDR. Speaking of FDR, though, one of the differences, we once upon a time were told We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yet today, the Democrat Party is all about fear. Donald Trump is a dictator. Donald Trump's going to end elections. Donald Trump's going to be more radical than he was before. It's all fear. Fear, 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 fear. Trying to frighten you. 
using the same rhetoric that so many attempted assassins and murderers used as justification for trying to kill Supreme Court justices, for trying to kill um, Republican members of Congress, while shooting up a Christian school of white kids that were considered to be wealthy by the shooter, heard about white privilege, we are seeing a consistency of these individuals. And now they're out there to this same audience of, of radicals telling them that Donald Trump, if he's elected president, could be the end of democracy as we know it. They're stoking those fears. It will be remarkable if one of their followers do not take the cue that others have taken and try and assassinate Trump. It will be remarkable if that does not happen. It isn't just Trump, of course, they go after. If you're pro-life, if you're Catholic, we have more information on that. Latest revelations and the targeting of these people to paint them as domestic terrorists. We've been through this before in the world. Which you have a government that takes certain segments of the population and deems them scary, deems them bad, deems them privileged, deems them as the ones that gobbling up all the resources. We've seen this story before. One of the individuals that this administration has sought to make an example of was somebody that made a meme playing off the old... You probably have seen these, and and there were some when Trump um, was on the ballot, uh, you know, putting memes up saying, "Hey, you can, you don't have to go to the polls, vote for Hillary the day after the election, you know, that the uh, election day has been moved, or um, you don't actually have to vote anymore. You can vote specifically for Hillary Clinton for president by texting this number." Generally, those are playing off of the perceived stupidity of Democrats. And one of those individuals has been targeted and sentenced to prison for doing this. Douglas Mackey. Now, there is some potential good news. A federal court yesterday halted the prison sentence for Douglas Mackey, who was convicted earlier this year of election interference for posting the meme mocking Hillary Clinton voters to cast their ballots via text during the 2016 presidential election. The Biden administration accused Mackey of a, quote, scheme to deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote. After his Twitter account, he ran under the handle Ricky Vaughn, posted a meme in the lead up to the election. In October, Judge Ann Donnelly of the Federal District Court in Brooklyn sentenced Mackey to seven months in prison, a $15,000 fine and two years probation because of, you know, speech, speech. Mackey said on Twitter, this ruling is huge because it means that the appeals court decided that my appeal presents substantial and debatable issues on the law that if resolved in my favor will result in my conviction being vacated. The prosecution, on the other hand, argued that my appeal was frivolous and this was a typical election crime case like any other in U.S. history. This is a very encouraging step towards vindication. Mackey was charged one week after Biden assumed office. They did not waste time. The Justice Department claimed that Mackey 
worked with other influential Twitter users between September and November of 16 to disseminate fraudulent messages which persuaded voters for Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton to cast their ballots via phone or social media. So the basis for their argument here is that Democrat voters are stupid and they fell for it. That, that's, that's the premise here of the Biden administration's Justice Department going after this person. And to make the point, there was a comedian that did the same thing regarding Trump. This comedian presumably even has more influence because she's well-known. Her name's Christina Wong. But do you know what the official position on her? Tweeting out the exact same thing about texting in your vote for Trump? Oh, well, people knew she was... Trump supporters are, you know, they're, they're too smart. They know that that was a joke. Just absorb that for a moment. The position of the Biden administration's Justice Department, when you have two individuals posting joke memes, one saying, you don't have to go vote for Hillary, you can text to do so, and then another Trump, but imprisoning the one who put the meme regarding Hillary Clinton because her voters aren't smart enough to figure it out. While the anti-Trump comedian that did the same thing, telling Trump supporters that they could text for Trump instead of actually going to the polls to vote for him, that, well, I mean, Trump supporters are smart enough to figure that out. So that's not really election interference. Do you folks at some, do do you begin to recognize what's going on here? Virtually every argument, particularly in the context of voting, that Democrats make to try to paint a picture of voter suppression is all based off of the argument that you, as the, if you vote for them, you're too stupid to figure it out. Their argument for voter ID is that black people can't figure out how to get IDs. That's why whenever you know the issue of voter ID comes up, like, well, but it applies to everyone. Yes, but black people are the ones that can't figure it out. That's their argument. When it comes to text message or the, these memes out there and the reason they try to imprison those that would target Hillary Clinton voters versus Trump voters is because, well, Trump voters can figure it out. It's the Hillary Clinton voters. It's the Democrat voters that are so easily fooled. I, 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 I don't understand the mindset of a person who is the recipient of the who is who is painted by their own political party as being so dumb that on the whole they can't figure out things that trump supporters can figure out that according to the left black people can't figure out things like how to get a photo id like white people can figure it out and continue to support these people the demeaning level Uh, of portrayal that the Democrat Party stereotypes its own voters. I, I Arguably, it works. I don't get it. But I suppose the messaging isn't meant for me. It's not meant for you either. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. 
I want a great HomeLoan.com. Anthony Carricker on Friday was telling us yet another improvement uh, regarding home loans. And uh, quite frankly, I don't even remember what it was, but it had to do with um, you know, they, they, they made a recent move in order to be able to offer better services um, for you as as folks that may be looking to refinance or take out a home loan, whatever the situation may be. And it was another one of those instances on this past Friday, like, oh, by the way, here is another area in which we are able to provide better service. The point being is they're constantly, you may say, well, why are you telling us this? You don't even remember what it is. The point is they are constantly trying to figure out how to provide you the best service. And they are known as the best in the area. What happens oftentimes is people who are the best, they think, well, we're doing great. We don't need to worry about changing. Why, why fix what ain't broke? But they are constantly trying to, with evaluating the landscape and, and, and just evaluating um, everything that is going on with the economy to provide you the absolute best experience possible. And that's what you get with I want a great com because you do. We open up this hour with a number of different Democrat-run media outlets, New York Times, Atlantic, Washington Post. Carrying on with the Democrat theme that Donald Trump is going to be a dictator. And he's going to be even more radical than the first time around. Now, they never lead, they never provide any examples. They may take quotes out of context. But it's just scaremongering. Meanwhile, they are the party that, are ca- that at least just this week in Florida, canceled the Democrat primary. Just going to hand it to Joe Biden. They are the ones that seek to imprison supporters of Donald Trump for posting memes when the exact same memes are posted by their supporters about Trump and uh, we're told, well, that's different, see. It's clear that they were joking. Last week or the week before, it was revealed that An Air Force base in North Dakota recently had sent service members text messages warning them that their continued service could be in jeopardy if they attended a local rally featuring a speaker from an organization that has historically been supportive of Donald Trump. People serving their country, being told if they go in their own time to a a rally, it's not even for Trump, but somebody that had a connection to Trump, that they could not guarantee that their services would still be needed. Threatening them. Just the news is reporting that the Air Force improperly released service records of a GOP Ohio congressional candidate during his 2020 race, which was then used against his campaign a campaign which he would eventually lose. The service records of at least a dozen service members were improperly released to a research firm from October of 21 to December of 22 and were used in some instances against Republican congressional candidates. So here you have a branch of the U.S. military that is threatening service members And their, quote, continued service, if they attend rallies that are considered conservative, pro-American, pro-Trump, 
the recent revelations that they improperly released records in order to apparently help Democrats get elected over Republicans. Oh, but Donald Trump's the dictator, see. Not the guy who, while occupying the White House, has at least one division, in this case of the military, apparently trying to alter the outcome of elections by interfering in them. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, look, everyone. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, it's that time of year to do all that Christmas shopping. And if you're struggling with a gift, Quick Draw Gun in Monette is a great place to check out. Uh, Brad just did a stocking stuffer gift guide video. You can watch that on our Facebook page. Yes, you can. But uh, the Quick Draw team, they can also help you if you're looking to purchase a firearm as a gift. And they also do gift cards as well. And sometimes you think, oh, you know, I'll just... I'll go to a bigger box store, uh, but you can easily get lost in the shuffle. And that does not happen when you visit Quick Draw Gun. The team down there, they get to know you and they work with you to make sure you find exactly what you're looking for. Now, for all your firearm needs or you're wanting advice on your next purchase or even your first purchase, Quick Draw Gun in Monette. And if you have any questions today, give Brad a call. You can find all of that contact information for Quick Draw Gun under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. And I'll round out this hour as we contemplating the theme that Donald Trump is a dictator. Yet just this hour alone, we've talked about the Democrats canceling the Democrat Florida primary and just anointing Biden the winner. The White House, uh, interestingly enough, has nothing to say about that. Ask about it yesterday. Green Jean-Pierre. Oh, I don't have anything to say about that. Oh, We got the attempt to imprison a Trump supporter because of a meme at, at yesterday a federal court has put a halt to that at least temporarily the sentence that a judge gave because of a meme you have the air force they've been caught on numerous occasions in what can only be described as election interference one threatening service members that their service cannot be future service cannot be guaranteed the the security of it if they attended a conservative rally and the new revelations that they improperly released records on GOP candidates that were facing Democrats for elected office, that were detrimental to them. One ended up losing. The House Judiciary Committee, Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, yesterday released an interim report detailing the FBI's preparation of a January 2023 memo characterizing radical traditional Catholics as potential domestic terrorist threats. Because of all the... the, the, the the potential domestic terrorist threats we have in this country, Catholics sure pop to top of mind for me, don't they? I, I mean, it, are, is that clearly? Anytime you drive by a Catholic church and they're getting out of mass, don't you just get that eerie feeling that there is some sort of terrorist attack around the corner? The interim staff report documented both committee efforts to review the memo's circulation and the Bureau's efforts to develop sources within the largest Christian denomination in the country. The committee and the select subcommittee's oversight shows that the FBI abused its counterterrorism tools to target Catholic Americans as potential domestic terrorists. 
The committee and select subcommittee discovered that the FBI relied on at least one undercover agent to develop its assessment, and the FBI even proposed developing sources among the Catholic clergy and church leadership. Not only did the FBI propose to develop sources, but it already interviewed a priest and a choir director affiliated with the Catholic Church in Richmond, Virginia, for its memo. So here you have the Biden administration putting undercover agents, government agents, into the Catholic Church trying to turn these individuals against Catholics and paint them as domestic terrorists. But don't forget, Trump is the dictator.